Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Camel, joined by best-selling author and host of The Ken Coleman Show. You guessed it, Ken Coleman joins me this hour. The number to call is 888-825-5225. If you've got a question about your money, your work, the intersection of that, your life, we want to help you take the right next step. And uh, Ken is my favorite person to host with. Oh, thank you, George. When it comes to work questions. Oh, I see how he did that. I left a long time. Did you see that? He pulled me right in and thought it was a Hallmark card. Nope. Nope. Just a sticker. You just, just a sticker. But you, hey, you fell for it. Here we are. We're at the end of the year. And a lot of people thinking about, do I start a business in 2024? Do I start that side hustle? Do I finally quit that job? How do I make more money? Forget the quitting of the job. Do you want to make more money? Who doesn't? I'm your guy. Let's go. Let's get that shovel bigger so that we can get through the baby steps faster and live the life we truly want to live. That's what I'm here to do. So any of those calls today, let's take them. Let's do it. Lizzie kicks us off in Austin, Texas. Lizzie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. I just found out I was um, pregnant with uh, our miracle baby about in on Friday. Wow! Wait a second. How why how is this a miracle baby? Give us the story. Because unfortunately, we've had two miscarriages in the past thirteen months. Oh. And we were actually going to start doing IVF. We'll save up for IVF. Yeah. But we actually got back into the SPU, and we're like, you know what? We're going to put that to the side and let's just tackle the debt because we have an overwhelming amount of debt, mm. uh, mainly business debt. But because everything is personal collateral, I just think it's all personal debt anyway. You sure. would be correct. You're right. Your name's on it. Well, congratulations. It's exciting. I haven't even told my husband because I don't even know. I feel like I can't even be excited. You told us before okay. your husband? You told you, you, you told these two clowns and millions of other people before him? I hope he's in a hole somewhere safely that he can't hear this. When do you plan on telling him? I'm planning to tell him for Christmas because I do want to. I have been doing the blood work and everything just to make sure everything's going good and that um, we don't have. An unfortunate event again. Oh I don't think goodness. this is a good idea. I, I don't think it's a good idea to put this out there on the show and then wait until Christmas to tell him. I'd sit him down tonight with a smile on your face and say, listen, I know we've been through a lot. You're not going to believe this, but here you go. I feel like we should conference call him in and tell him right now. I That's what I think. Yeah, I wouldn't wait for the Maury moment for him to go, you are the father. <sighs> yeah. I'd go ahead and tell him now. <laughs> Okay, but that's just two guys' opinion. I, I'm actually going to meet him here probably in about an hour before he goes into work. Um, yeah, that's a lot for you to carry. That's like a, your little secret so for the next are, 10 days. You have, a listen, long time. I, I, I want to get to the debt stuff, but I've got to say, you have got to tell him today before he gets into the office. You can't. You can't I feel guilty. Like, I'm, I'm a mess right now. Our live studio audience is in a gap. They They're don't know what to out. do either. Don't you all feel like I? So we should tell this guy. I can't bear this. This burden is too heavy. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, too, is that he predicted it about three weeks ago, and I'm like, no, there's no way, and it's too soon anyway. And turns out he was right. Well, that's when you sit him down and say, hey, this guy called his shot. Hey, honey, your crystal ball was correct. <laughs> You'll never believe it. Okay. This listen. is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me on the show, George. That's pretty wild. All right. But it's an honor that you trusted us with this secret let me, and let me millions of myself. listeners. Let me gather myself, well, Lizzie. Then- 
the reason us. I feel like we can't be excited or I can't be excited is because we have 50,000, 50.5,000 um, in personal, like personal bill debt. On top of that, we have $651,500 of business debt that is all tied to our personal. Oh, my God. What kind of business debt is it? Construction debt, and it's um, anywhere from credit cards to, to personal loans to uh, uh, the 80% of it is probably friends and family. Oh, I say boy. friends and family, but honestly, it's more like loan sharks. <laughs> well, it sounds like your friends and family oh, made a those bad aren't investment. Friends. Uh, is so, this business still afloat? Is it doing well? Where is it? It, it is doing well in the sense of like, so, it, and it's combined debt of my business with my ex-business, which is also um, a construction business, but I keep wanting to sit them down. That, that's the other issue too, is that I keep wanting to sit them down and talk numbers, but it just ends up being a big ordeal. We get into an argument and we just can't seem to come eye to eye. And I've showed them like the plan of what I, because uh, I, we started doing FPU again and I'm doing the everyday dollar. Not only I got the everyday Black Friday deal, um, a dollar Black Friday deal for the personal finances. And then on top of that, I'm also doing it for the business. Uh, so I got two, two of them. What is the, and then, what's the household income? The household income for just my husband and I with his W-2 income, my W-2 income and the business income is about 18300 a month. A month. A month. And that's gross. And that's gross. That's what we take home, yes. Okay. Are you guys paying your taxes? Are you putting money aside for that? How's that working? So, and that's the other thing. Uh, included in the in the numbers I gave you that we're in debt, I'm assuming right now we probably owe about fifteen to $16,000 worth of taxes. Okay. That's going to go to the file. top of the oh, debt snowball. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be the first thing you pay off is the IRS debt. And then we're going to continue on down, smallest to largest balance. This is going to be years and years of sacrifice. Uh, one quick question on this. You said W-2, W-2. So d this company that's got the $600,000 in debt, is that separate from your day jobs, your normal jobs? So that's separate from our day jobs. My husband already works 14 to 16 hour days, six days a week. And I do the same thing on top of that. On top of that, I'm I, like exhausted. that's including me managing the construction company. Um, who's who's working I, for you? When you say manage the construction company and you're working 14 to 16 hour days, who are you managing? I am managing. We have a group of, I, we used to, well, I own one. I used to have about 15 people. I cut it down to about eight. Uh, I weeded out the people that I feel like uh, instead of making me money, it, I'm putting, I'm, Putting money to like, okay, um, so you're like a general contractor essentially. I'm a general contractor, yes. And you're and you're both working fourteen to sixteen hours a day. Correct. Is there it's any collateral that you guys could sell as part of this business? Equipment? Is it real estate? Yeah. This is going to take a decade to get out of at this rate. Well, um, I did, I crunched the numbers, and if my if I put twelve five hundred towards the business debt. And my dad puts twelve five hundred towards the business that will be done in twenty eight months. Well, your However, dad is half partner in all of this. Well, the the six fifty one half of it is his. However, well, I say his rhetoric. I don't want what's the correct word because at the end of the day, it's under my name. The, out of that, probably only twenty percent is under his name. 
So no matter what, I have to pay. But he's paying half. This is like a common core math question, Lizzie. We got to <laughs> sort this all out, and I'm excited for the baby, but you're right. We got a mess on our hands. It's going to take some drastic choices for probably five to ten years to clean this up. But I hope it's faster than that. We are wishing you guys the best. Congrats on the baby. Tell him today. Please don't let him find out from this show. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Ken Coleman. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Today's question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. There's never a good time for appliances to break down, but Mr. Appliance, a Neighborly brand, can fix them and help make sure they're running properly. Go to neighborly.com slash Ramsey to learn about upfront pricing from Mr. Appliance. By the way, I was called Mr. Appliance in my early college years. For as much as you were a handyman? Is <laughs> that where that know. came from? I just love these names. I'm jealous because I can't I fix anything. I could see if they called you like Mr. Toolbag. <laughs> that one I think more or appropriate. Mr. Toolbag, I get you. All right. Today's applause. question. Applause from the studio, the booth guys. I okay. Like that. Glad you guys are paying attention today. That's good. Today's question comes from Joseph in Oregon. I work in biotech as a data scientist, and my company is experiencing financial struggles with cash flow. I was just hired in this role about six months ago, and I'm wondering if if it would be too soon to begin looking for another job. I left the job that I had before this one after one year because my manager was extremely toxic and the company culture wasn't good. Will two employment stints in around a year be a red flag on my resume? Let me just answer that one while we're here. Yes. Uh, is it something you can uh, overcome? Yes, you can overcome that. But is it a red flag? Without question. For what it's worth, I really enjoy my current role, team, and company. With that being said, I just got married to my wife two months ago, so I want to make the best financial decision for my family moving forward. Would it be wise to begin looking for another job, or should I wait to see what happens with the company in a year? Um, I think, Joseph, you've got a, you have a lack of stick That's a made-up word. It's a quality. Uh, it's called it's it's like a little bit resiliency and a little bit of patience mixed together. That's stick tuitiveness. And what I see here is a pattern of I don't like what's going on right now, and I'm immediately going to pull the escape hatch. I'm out. And I see that a lot with younger generations. And there was a phenomenon that happened in the marketplace in 2021 and 2022 when we saw four plus million people a month leave their jobs for about a year and a half. It was extraordinary. Never seen those kind of numbers before. They call it the great resignation. You may have heard heard about that in the news. Well, a year later, we begin to hear a term called the great regret, where it was millions of people who left during the great resignation. The grass is greener over here. I can get more money over here. And that makes a lot of sense on paper. Well, what happened is they made the move and it wasn't the right move and they began to regret leaving. So I think you might regret leaving this company right now. I think it is 
other than a slam dunk where you've got a a better gig um, and you aren't having to walk through all of the, you know, I was at this job, then I left, and I was at this job. Listen, if your company is going through financial struggles and cash flow, you need to be looking as a backup plan anyway. But just to immediately go, oh, I'm going to leave now, I don't think you have to. Do, do I have some options in this case, George? Yes. But let's just see how it plays out a little bit. Um, he doesn't mention anything in here that he feels like he's going to be on the chopping block. Nothing like that. Yeah, so, if he was on the line, I'd ask, has there actually been layoffs? What has been said from leadership yeah. as far as the struggles? Yeah. So I th- I'd ask more questions. But I think when it comes to the employer, you're right, Ken. It's a red flag to the employer where they're going to ask. And so you better be ready to answer honestly yeah. and tactfully. Hey, what happened? You had two jobs in the last year. Well, one was this. It wasn't a culture fit. And this one, they had financial struggles. I'm not going to. So I know. left. And that just makes you look a little flighty. Here, here's the thing. You know when we get on the plane and they say, all right, we got to go through the instructions. And you know, if we have to make a water landing, they tell you all the things. I think professionally, you got to have a plan. Like what would happen? You know, it's that kind of deal. How would I exit if I was forced to exit? But in this case, a full-on search, I don't think I would do that in this case. You know, listen, there's a lot of people out there that need to hear this. If you go through a storm in your workplace, it's possible it's just a storm. Doesn't mean like it's the new normal. And I think there's a big difference. And I think a lot of younger people are susceptible to this. Listen, when a big storm comes through, here's what we know. It blows through, the sun comes up the next day, and we move on. And I just think that many people would do better to weather a storm or two or three before they pick up and just move on. I think you get into a pattern of moving, changing companies. Every time something doesn't go your way, it could very quickly turn you into a vagabond. And I think that's dangerous. That's good wisdom. Appreciate the question, Joseph. Good stuff there. Let's head to the phone lines. Peyton awaits in Chicago. Peyton, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, thank you. Good afternoon. Hey, how you doing? How can we help? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, so I'm sitting pretty well in regards to like my income and my debt, my investments. However, I have the opportunity to return to graduate school, and I'm not sure if that's a good financial decision for me, considering I'll probably end up taking out student loans to pay for it. Did you say you have debt right now? Uh, no, just my mortgage. Okay. And what are you going to graduate school for? That would be for a master's in engineering, and it's in MIT. Wow. That's impressive. And are, I'm guessing yeah, you're in you. engineering now full-time? Correct, yes. Okay. What are you making now? Making about $152,000 a year. Amazing. And would this help you, I assume, get a, a big bump in pay? Are you looking to switch like uh, in a different field, or would you just excel in that field and get promoted yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would hope it would like have a pay increase. Um, my larger hope, though, is I'm currently an individual contributor, and it's not looking like I have a, a clear path in my current company to become a people leader of technical people. Which is what you um, want. So my hope is that, exactly, yes. Um, so my hope is that following this graduate degree, which is a joint program between engineering and business that MIT offers, that more easily find myself in that trajectory to go to a supervisor of technical people. What it, would it cost for you uh, to cash flow this? Probably around $90,000. Total? Yes. 
Yep. So I'm actually currently enrolled in the program. I'm a semester in uh, my next semester and then a year following that is what I would need to pay for. Could you somehow save up 90 grand, pause all investing and just stack it up making 152? Um, yeah, so I'd probably have to sell some of my investments to get to that 90 grand. Outside of retirement? Yes, outside of retirement. I would do that. Do you know why we're suggesting that? Does that make, before we tell you, I'm just curious when, when someone hears us say things like that, does that make any sense to you at all? Because if it doesn't, that's okay, but I'm just curious. Yeah, I think I follow that train of thought. I also have the converse train of thought that maybe it makes more sense to leave that money there and, you know, um, accrue the gains in the mutual funds that it's in right now for that year instead of, you know, pulling it and then feeding it again. But okay, so let's fast forward because it's a short amount of time. <laughs> right, right. So uh, let's fast forward to the end of the program, and you're ninety thousand in debt. Have you run the numbers on what that payment is going to look like when you got to start paying that back? No, I have not. I would. I would fast forward to the end of the line with taking out a loan, and and think about what kind of money am I going to be making? Okay, do you have an idea about what kind of money is realistic for you? with this degree? Um, I would love to be in the neighborhood of $200,000 starting. Uh, I know you'd love to, but is that realistic? Yes, for an engineering supervisor. Great. Okay. If you do your homework on this, George, all I'm saying is I like people to fast forward to the end of this thing and go, okay, what's going to look like, even with that salary, paying ninety grand back? Oh, yeah. As opposed to waiting, using your advice of How much do you have in investments outside of retirement, Peyton? I have about thirty-eight thousand. So thirty-eight plus your future income to save up, you could easily cash flow this in the next twelve months. That plan excites me. And how quickly, making two hundred k with no debt, could you restock thirty-eight thousand in an investment account? Pretty quickly. Sure. Yeah. So I would rather you move forward debt-free, and it's going to give you more options, more peace and more freedom every time you work that plan. And uh, I didn't ask your age, but it sounds like you're young. you got plenty of time on your side. You're clearly brilliant. You're going to retire a multimillionaire. I just want you to be debt-free in the meantime, and uh, you're going to do it. I have full faith in you. Congratulations. Call us back and let us know how that path is uh, going for you. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSC. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Ken Coleman. The number to call is 888 825 
Let's go to Atlanta up next. Don joins us there. Don, Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What's going on? I am uh, 53 years old and just started the program about two months ago. And I, because of where I'm at in my life with um, some of the debt, needing to build an emergency fund, et cetera, I'm doing steps two, three, four, and five at the same time. That sounds like a lot of things at the same time. Yes. How's that working for you? Well, you know, I, I wouldn't. Say, I would love to just focus on two, but I have a child who's in college right now. Another one who is going to college in the fall next year. So I'm real time making payments, and I did not have any savings for college. Why do you feel like the burden is on you? Uh, my parents paid for my college. I feel it necessary to do the same. Well, your story's different, isn't it? You're not in a place to do that. Are they going to in-state schools or community colleges? Is this the first one is going to in-state? Um, the second one will not be. Okay, and that was a decision that you both made, or they just made? Um, we agreed um, with that decision, myself and the child. Are they sophomores, freshmen? Um, I've got a freshman in college, I've got a senior in high school, and then I have a freshman in high school. Okay. So we got one on the way in, one that's in there, and one that's got a little bit of time. Correct. Okay. And how much debt do you have? I have twenty nine uh, 30000 in debt. It's made up of car at 21000 and uh, a interest-free credit card at 9000 until April 2025. Okay. What's your income? 225. That'll do. Hello. Awesome income. So, what if let's just play this out. If you do it the Ramsey way and you focused on mm -hmm. one baby step at a time, what do you think that would do for you? Cuz you'd be out of debt within a few months. You'd have the emergency fund a few months later. You'd be maxing out retirement at that point a few months later, and then you'd still have time to cash flow college. Well, the way I've worked it out in the numbers on, I don't see how I can pay off that debt in a few months, that 30000 Why not? Uh, other bills um, that have to be covered and... Well, college bills, let's say we put those aside, and let's say we're not putting mm -hmm. anything in the emergency fund, let's say we're not investing at all. Wouldn't that free up a whole bunch of money to throw at the debt? Right, correct. If I wasn't putting anything in the emergency fund, that would definitely help me. And so that's why we tell people to work these baby steps one at a time. Um, I mean, right now you're doing Don's plan, and I wish you the best, but I tell you with confidence that our plan works when you work it the way it's supposed to be worked, which is one at a time, focus intensity until you get to baby steps four, five, six. And making okay. 225, you're going to be there really fast. Yeah. This isn't a whole lot of debt you're dealing with. Don, are you buying what he's saying? I am, yes. It, the concern is not having anything in an emergency fund. But I'm, I'm, I'm okay, concerned good. about emergencies. Okay, perfect. So glad because I wanted you to poke holes in, in what he's saying because George is right. You should poke holes. But listen, you have enough money in your salary 
to be able to deal with most emergencies. And if you had to pause baby step two, which we tell people to do at times if something big is there so that you can cash flow it, but you're going to spend more time doing it your way than you'll ever spend doing it our way. Because you're okay. just you're barely making any progress trying to do all those steps at the same time. You can see that, right? Your money spread so thin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you do what George said, you're going to knock that debt out really quick. And the next step is piling up that emergency fund and the money that you make, the income you make. You're going to be able to do that very quickly. I mean, you're bringing home twelve or thirteen thousand a month. Um, it is my. Uh my net is about 9000 That's not tracking. What I net. How? You're, you're making 250 You're taking 50% home? So I am, uh, well, that's, I'm so sorry. The net is, because I just gave you over one period, it's, yeah, it's 9000 because of, of the 401k, the HSA, so we're going to pause all of that, which is going to put a bunch of money back in. That would take it probably okay. to 12000 I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. And so so what's an emergency that you would be really scared of happening? Give us a realistic uh, emergency. Well, the medical, um, any kind of medical um, with my children. Okay. Well, they'll put you on a payment plan and you pay when you can with That's, medical. See, So give me another one. I, if I lost my job. Okay. But again, we're not, we don't use emergency funds for l- l- job loss. We tell people, look, that's emergency funds are for things like medical emergencies, a car accident where, you know, you've got to pay more on a deductible. Your HVAC system goes out. You don't want to be living off of your emergency fund if you can keep from it. Do you have to dip into it in a job loss situation? Sure. But the idea is we want you to get back to work anything and everything to not deplete that. Here's the point I'm trying to make. I want you to think of your biggest, scariest emergency monster, and I'm telling you, with your income, you should be able to handle it. Isn't that fair, George? Am, yeah. I, being, am I being too aggressive there? So, Don, if you look at your bare-bones expenses, what does that add up to, to just cover food, utility, shelter, transportation, insurance? Yeah, um, probably 6 k a month. I could just, if I got rid of, you know, some other things. Some of the luxuries. Right? Yeah. So that leaves potentially another six that you could start throwing at this debt. And so you're really smart. This is easy math. In five months, paying 6K, you're completely debt free in five Huge. months. So even though I, because I should, I feel like I need to be maxing out that 401K you don't. at 15% because of my, I don't have much time to catch up at this point in my life. You don't have time to keep playing this game where you're treading water. Imagine making yeah. 225 with no payments in the world. And now you're maxing out every retirement account known to man for the next 10 years with catch-up contributions. Yep. You're going to be okay. That's right. Okay. So You're not I, losing I know, ground, Don. Is I, what. I tell you all this I, to trust the process. I know it's hard, especially when you're in your 50s, and it's harder to change habits and behavior and look at things a different way. But I have met people who have been 60 and 70, and they've just committed themselves to this plan, and it has worked. And they're able to retire with dignity. And for sure, you're going to be able to do that with your amazing income. If I had twenty-one um, or nineteen thousand in some stock, um, not retirement, would you recommend just getting rid of that and putting that towards the debt? 
Yep, I'd sell it and I'd be aware of the tax implication that may be there when you sell it on the gains, but I did the same thing, Don, to pay off the rest of my debt. Okay, yeah, there's no tax implications because the company took care of the taxes. Wonderful. Nice. How much could you make on that sale? You said it's 19? Yeah, right now it's it's um, the value of it's 19. Do you oh. understand that just means you're debt-free like a month or two from now? <laughs> right. It's amazing. It's just, in my brain, I've been thinking of that as an emergency, helping with emergency if there was an emergency. What if we said your scarcity debt. mentality? You're what, doing great. What if we said your debt was an emergency? You need to get that Ooh. out. How about that? A little mindset? That's a way to look at it. Um, good job. I'd say being 53 without a full emergency fund while playing with debt, that is the true emergency. And that's why these baby steps are all about intensity for a short season. And so what we're asking here is, Don, for six to eight months, you're going to be focused on this. Then we can start looking at investing again and helping the kids cash flow this. But the kids are going to be all right. They have an awesome mom. They're able to work part time. They're able to hustle and get scholarships and grants and choose a different school and take a gap year. You got to put your own mask on first. And that's you working the baby steps on your own right now. But we have full faith you're going to get there. I'm going to gift you one year of Every Dollar Premium and Financial Peace University to help walk with you and encourage you along the way. So hang on the line. We'll Sell get you it. That. Sell the stock. Do it. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. This is a show for you, America, to help you take the right next step with your life, your work, your money. Give us a call at 888-825-5225. I'm George Campbell, joined by Ken Coleman this hour. Let's go to the phones to D.C. Ryan joins us there. Ryan, what's going on? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Hey, so I wanted to get you some advice and some help from you guys, uh, something we're struggling with. Um, Me and my wife are wondering how we can continue um, tackling Baby Step 2. Um, while I support her in wanting to stay home with the kids, um, and she's going to, uh, you know, transition into a part-time job, which uh, you know, pretty much cuts her salary in half. Okay, what's the current income? Uh, so currently, right now, uh, with no overtime for me, uh, I'm making about four thousand a month, and then uh, she's making four thousand nine hundred. Okay. And she's wanting to go part-time, or has she already done that? She's She will be going part-time. We have uh, baby number two on the way, um, so he's due in February. Um, she she will get some um, some paid leave with her, with her job to, to help take care of the baby. And so she's going to attempt to go back to work after that, um, but we know it's, it's you know, kind of not really going to work out. So come June, July is when she's going to transition into um, staying home with the boys and, and working part-time. And and does she have a plan for that? Because you said, you said it does. like you uh, – okay. What's she going to be making? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's going to make probably about um, 2000 um a month. Uh, she'll be working for uh, her mom's travel agent company. Okay. So you pose it as we're, we're we're struggling, we're having some challenges. What exactly are you wanting us to jump into on this? The budgeting side of this, or is this a marital relationship conversation? Oh no, no, this is a this is a budgeting okay. uh, a budgeting conversation. So we downloaded the Every Dollar app back in um, actually November first. So we've been at it about a month. Um, we've gone from one hundred sixty eight thousand dollars in debt down to one hundred nine. Um, wow. You know, I've followed those steps. 
uh, you know, took the savings down, um, which was a gut check. Um, but you know, with my job, you know, I, I travel a lot and I can get, you know, copious amounts of overtime. So that does help. And so, you know, really just trying to knock down the debt hole that I got us in and, um, before this happens, before we lose the, so, or if it's even possible. How long did it take to get that debt knocked out? 168 to 109? One month. I Because you out. took the savings um, yeah, out. We did the, yeah, yes, sir. We took the savings. I sold stock. Um, you know, the, the little, you know, savings we had for, um, uh, right, you know, right before the baby's coming, you know, we just kind of went all in and, yeah, now we're now we're just tackling it. Pretty much any overtime I get over that, um, you know, two thousand per paycheck is going directly to to debt. So is that net income that you shared with me? Yes, sir. It is. Okay. All right. So you're, you're you bring home about fifty k net, and she's bringing home about sixty k net. Yes, sir. But uh, overall, again, that's, that's it'll go before, down to seventy two if this all works out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to slow down your debt payoff dramatically with her, you know, taking a pause and then going part time. Mm-hmm. And so that's a consequence, you know, of, of you guys deciding, hey, she's going to stay home. It means the debt may yeah. take, you know, six months longer than we wanted it to. Yeah. Except and I guess, for you know, that was me wondering if that was okay, you know, because we had this, you know, this whole plan and. You know, if God's wanting her to stay home and she feels like that's what she wants to do, I'm go- I'm going to make it happen. If I got to pick up all the overtime I I need. Well, you would need to um, dramatically you know, increase your happen. income because here's the thing: average it takes people 18 to 24 months to pay off consumer debt. And looking at these mm-hmm. numbers, you still have 109 to pay off. And I don't know how much yeah. you're able to throw at the debt every month, but you know, let's say how much could you think you can do now once she goes part time? Typically. With with the overtime, I'm typically bringing home um, close to five thousand per che- uh, per pay per paycheck. But how much can you throw at debt? Um, our expenses are only uh, let's see, I'm looking at it here, uh, fifty two hundred per month. Only you're bringing yeah, home five, well, and your expenses are fifty two. You're about to be broke, my man. Yep. No, no, no. Fifty. Um, the five the five thousand per paycheck if I'm doing if I'm doing OT so the monthly expenses are the five thousand and then the but is that sustainable for the next twelve months for you to do overtime? Unfortunately, in my job, it's uh, you, you can't avoid the overtime with the government. <laughs> okay, well, I would devise a plan to where you can knock out one hundred nine thousand dollars in about two years. Okay. Whatever that looks like. With her working part-time, you working overtime, if it's going to take four or five years to knock this out, this is a bad plan. It's just I too agree. long. Okay. George, I'm wondering, is there any lifestyle change you guys can make? So we've cut, you know, this will make you even, even more sick. We've cut uh, $2,000 out of the budget worth of those those extra expenses. You know, the, the subscriptions, the you know, daily coffee meals, the, you know, nights out eating um, and we've gone, you know, pretty much completely to we eat at home, and Good. that's it. So um, you shaved I off twenty five grand a year right there. Out one time. Yeah. What's the hundred nine yes, made up of? What kind of debt is that? Uh, that was uh, that's that's me. Um, she, I mean, she uh, her student loans um, that she has doesn't account for anything. That's the, well, it accounts for some fifteen thousand five hundred, um, and then the other. Um, you know, five thousand. The last credit card we actually—I gotta take that off because we just paid that today. Five thousand seven hundred twelve dollars. What's and the chunk? Of it? What's the, the big uh, one? 
The big one is the deck. Um, when, when we bought our house, we financed the deck and that was my fault. And yeah, she, yeah, we'll leave it at that. You guys got cars, uh, I got car loans. Um, yeah. Uh, she has she has one car. I do not. I get one for work. Okay. What's and, left and on no, her car no, loan? No loan on it. No oh, sir. no loan. Okay. No, sir. No. All right. So real quick, George, I want to talk about his income because I hear that young man, I can hear the heavy breathing in this. I mean, I feel for you, man, and you're a good dude. Um, one thing we haven't talked about in this conversation is your ability to increase your income, and I don't mean overtime. What do you do for the government, yes, or what kind of work are you in? Um, I work for Homeland Security. Okay. Is that the long-term play for you? So that that's kind of the second part to it. I didn't know if we'd have time to get into it. I am looking at changing to a different position. Um, I'm not going to do that until we are debt-free um, because it is a salary drop for the first year. Okay. Um, but it's it's less time away in these um, you know kind of not-so-good areas and more time home. All right, but what – okay, and I think that's great. I love that part, but yeah. what's the long-term – potential of this job that you would take a hit in the first year what's it look like is there a ladder for financial growth there is yes sir like um, what kind move up every year uh, on the oh it'll it's it's a good chunk i'd have to have the, the scale in front of me but it's the typical you know gs scale um for the government so after three years i'm back to so 125 a year all right so listen if i could play older brother really quick okay yeah i that's another government job and I'm not anti-government jobs. Every time I say something like this on the Ramsey Show, people come after me like, you're anti-government. Yeah, I am anti-government because I'm a conservative and I think people should be free to live how they want to. There's the commercial. But you're not going to have as much financial potential working for the government as you could doing similar work in the private sector. That's what I'm trying to get at. My friend, gotcha. you making $100,000, $150,000 doing similar work in the private sector, I believe is realistic. I think you should check okay. it out. But just okay. limiting yourself to G3 and then after a couple more years of good service, Uncle Sam lets me move up the ladder, you're just really limited financially, yes or no? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you are. Well, my friend, let's do both. Let's get out of debt and grow professionally. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. How about we go get a fat raise in the next six months? Instead of taking a step back in a government job, I'm challenging you to think about it. Yes, sir. Ryan, the last part of this is you guys are in stork mode right now uh, until baby and mom are home safe from the hospital, which means we're going to pause the debt payoff, make minimum payments, and stack up as much cash as you can over the next three months. And then once mom and baby are home and healthy, let's continue and throw that all that at the debt. So that will help you as well, give you some peace as you step into this new phase. We're excited for you, man. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to my co-host, Ken Coleman, all the guys and gals in the booth keeping the show afloat, and you, America. We'll be back before you know it.